Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture in your Christian denominational circles by the renewing of your mind through God's Word and open conversation here on the radio. One of my favorite movies of all time is, is Fiddler on the Roof. I, I know, it was a, I, I believe it was originally a play, and in fact, one of the, one of the highlights of my life really is uh, a couple years ago in, in the last tour, Topol, who's the, the actor for Fiddler on the Roof, actually was still doing live performances. Uh, and you want to talk about a, a, an amazing talent. The guy looked exactly like he looked, you know, like 30 years later after the movie. And, and listening to it live or, you know, we were going in expecting that, I mean, there's just no way it can sound the same. It was perfect. Guy's unbelievable. What a voice. Well, I bring Fiddler on the Roof up because at the beginning of my show, I begin with the idea of rethinking and reexamining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and Christian denominational circles. Well, the proposition of reexamining traditions, it's, it, it really comes directly from Fiddler on the Roof. See, so many Christians base their beliefs on, on family traditions. And of course, family traditions include, you know, maybe, you know, your, your nationality, your geographical demographics, you know, where you grew up, you know, New York versus Alabama versus Texas or North Dakota or Southern California. Well, these will affect certain ideas or, or traditions. You know, an, an Italian New Yorker is much different from an Italian Californian. Um, an Italian Jewish New Yorker is a lot different from a, an Italian non-Jewish uh, person who lives in California. Our, our environment then has a, has a powerful influence on our beliefs. Just consider an inner city kid who, who, who grows up, you know, in the, in the cement jungle as opposed to a country boy. What or how does this affect them spiritually? Well, in some ways, far too much. And that's my point. I mean, obviously, we're, we're going to have concepts and ideas. We're going to have good traditions. We're, you know, I love being American, and I love a lot of things about our culture. But they're not always biblical. They're not always, first and foremost, Christian. First and foremost, we should be biblical Christians. When I attended seminary, I found it fascinating to, uh, to talk to like-minded believers theologically that came from England and France and Germany and Italy and Russia. We, we had amazing conversations about how American Christians were, were strongly influenced by our, our independence and, and our affluency. And, and the funny thing was, as, as American Christians, we always tend to think that we're going to evangelize the world. We're the ones that are, you know, the, that have it right. And it was funny 
talking to these gentlemen and they were coming over here thinking how they can have an effect on us and how they see America and, and, and the, you know, the, the spots or the wrinkles, right? It's not just the Muslims who look at us and say, Hey, wait a minute. You've got, you've got some, some problems here. It's our Christian brothers from other countries who point that out too. We have blind spots. Well, back to Fiddler on the Roof. The, the, the story or the meta narrative of the movie is, is, is traditions. It's the traditions of a, of a small Jewish community set in Russia in the early 1900s where, you know, when you, when you had the czars, this is before communism came in. And, and Tevia, who's the, the, the main star and the, the, the father, the papa in the movie, is a, is a poor Jewish milkman. He's a, he's a poor Jewish milkman, and he has his little milk route. You know, it's the first Smith Brothers guy, I guess. You know, and he goes and gives milk, and then there's trading. You know, he gives milk, maybe somebody gives him eggs. And, and Tevia has five daughters who, um, who are locked into this, this Jewish faith, and, uh, and maybe even more importantly, their, their, their Jewish traditions. He doesn't read, and, and so he's very ignorant of, of actually what is really in the Bible. And so he de- depends on the local rabbi and his teachings, and of course, just good old tradition. The key to his poor life is to maintain the, the status quo, to, to keep balance, as he says. The idea is that without traditions, life would be as shaky as a fiddler on a roof. And again, if you can picture the, 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 you know, the steep pitch of a, of a rooftop and a, and a man up there trying to play his fiddles, no hands, ladies and gentlemen, that would be pretty shaky, a fiddler on a roof. The traditions then dictate how they, how they sleep, how they, how they eat, right? The kosher uh, meals, how, how they work, when they work, what days they work, how they play. Are you allowed to do this or that in public? How they dress, who and how they marry. So with, with their, their heads covered at all times, their little prayer shawls, they, they want to show that they're constantly devoted to God. There, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a bad idea. It's, it's just not a biblical mandate. That's all. Well, Tevye admits that he, he doesn't even know how their traditions get started, but because of them, there, there's a sense of knowing who you are and what God expects you to do. Who you are and what God expects you to do. Again, that, that's not an evil thing. Let me be clear about that. Keep in mind, traditions can, can really be much like convictions. It's great to have convictions. Um, you just have to be careful about how you you project those convictions on others. Uh, the Bible's clear in Romans, you know, have your own convictions as your own, right? When we talk about tradition, we're, we're talking about, about culture. We're talking about customs. We're talking about folklore, legends, myths, uh, practices, and, and rituals. Everybody has them, uh, and they can be hard to abandon, quite frankly, and they can... Uh, be confusing and, and the lines blur between what is fact and what is folklore. What is myth and what is reality? What is a, a, a practice of 
religiosity versus a, a genuine Christian discipline. In Filler on the Roof, uh, Tevia has, has three challenges uh, to his traditions, which come through his, his daughters. Uh, one of his daughters, Seidel, is honored by, by being set up by the, the village matchmaker. That's one of the traditions in, in, in Filler on the Roof. You, you, you don't set yourself up, right? You, you, you don't make your own match. A matchmaker makes the match. Mom and dad make the match. So the, the, you know, the kids don't go on dates. You know, the, the parents set, it, set up the deal. Well, Seidel catches the eye of, of the butcher, who's, who's an old widower. And, and so a butcher in a, in a poor little village would, would be a wealthy man. With a butcher, not only would you have meat, you would have food, but you would also have cash money. Uh, in the early 1900s in a village, there wasn't a whole lot of cash going around. So you had your farm, you had your own cattle, and then maybe you had something like milk and you would trade that off for the rest of the things that you need. He, he was wealthy and, and, and so Papa Tevia makes the deal. The only problem is that Seidel likes somebody else. She's in love. She's in love with a man named Modal who, who had just recently, you know, purchased his own used sewing machine. He, he's going to go into business. A very noble, very good thing, but he's dirt poor. I mean, it took him years to save up for a, a used sewing machine, right? Well, but that's who she wants, and she doesn't want the butcher, and she doesn't want the matchmaker's deal, and she doesn't want who mom and dad have set her up with as breaking tradition. His other daughter, Hodel, is, is swayed by, by a young uh, teacher, a, a, a young, young man who you know, has a, a little bit of education. You know, he, he believes in this new crazy Marxist idea. And so we see a little bit of, of history in, in Fiddler on the Roof, which is, again, one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is, is, is it takes on kind of that, whoa, this is how uh, Russia converts or changes into a, a communist nation. And, and it's these ideas of the, the Marxist beliefs and, and how the worker is, is, is being abused. And, and so, you know, he has his ideas and, and he's what's called then as, as a modernist, a modernist who's going to challenge the status quo, who's going to challenge not only Russian law, but Jewish biblical tradition. In fact, his, as a teacher, he would teach the Bible and, and his Bible interpretations, you know, um, took on meaning coming from his Marxist beliefs. One of those situations was the idea of public dancing. There was, there was no public dancing and, you know, you don't show public day of uh, display of affection and, and he sees the world changing and he sees this as, uh, as being silly. And so he challenges the tradition and, and as the daughter, you know, dances with him, essentially her tradition is, is broken. Well, finally, there's the daughter Chava who, who falls in love with the Russian, not a Jewish boy, but a Russian boy. Well, this completely defies the Papa. It defies their faith. And, and this goes outside of the Jewish religion for marriage. And, and of all the, the rebellions against tradition, not going with the matchmaker, going with a, a, a radical a Jewish Marcus, this one is too far. And the father actually disowns his daughter and refuses to talk to her 
because now she is going outside of the faith, outside of the Jewish religion, which extends beyond just mere tradition. Now, all three daughters genuinely challenge different aspects of tradition, which, which in many ways begins the undermining of their faith. And so one of the interesting things in this, this movie is while it points out some of those maybe silly notions of traditionalism, which we want to identify and we want to be careful with them, but in doing so, connected with that tradition was this idea of knowing who you are and what you believe in and what team you're on. And there were things that, that you give up as, as your own conviction willingly in order to maintain balance and understanding. And so all of tradition is not bad. It's not all bad. We just need to make sure that we keep it in balance and we need to make sure that, that, that the Bible overrides all other traditions. And so when we come back, we'll take another look at Fiddler on the Roof and Traditions. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the Ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Fiddler on the Roof, a famous play made into a movie that many of us have probably seen several times, has so many different uh, narratives and and, and subplots. Uh, one of the things about this movie is it has phenomenal music, just unbelievable music. But the underlying, the, the the main meta narrative is this idea of tradition, and how tradition is broken. And part of thinking again, Christian, is the idea of thinking through traditions, thinking through our own traditions. Is this a good tradition? Obviously, maybe we have some. Family traditions, you know, we, we have a tradition of, you know, we like to eat as a family. Well, you know, that may not be biblically mandated, but it's a darn good idea. You know, we eat as a family, you know, together. And as the family has been getting older and people have jobs or sports, and it's harder for us to eat dinner as a family. We have seven people in the family. Uh, we, we like to have, you know, devotions or at least, you know, maybe not major Bible studies, but at least have, have some good discussions at our table. We like to pray at, at the dinner table. These are our traditions and they're good traditions. We just need to make sure that we don't go too far in saying, you know, you're in sin if you don't do what I do with my family, right? Well, the irony of the movie or the, the play is that that the traditions, you know, they, they, they keep people in check. And, and, and they did. They did maintain some solid and much 
needed guidelines. Two of uh, Tavia's three daughters chose to marry men that that are really not followers of the faith. I mean, that's going to have dramatic ramifications to, to the grandchildren. One of Tavia's common expressions is, well, the good book says, you know, and he says it in a very humorous way, the, the good book. And then he quotes some tradition, not what the Bible says, actually, but, but a tradition. Now, fortunately for us, we actually have the scriptures. We, we have the Bible. There's no reason for us to, to, to misquote it. There's no reason for us to not know the difference between tradition and actual biblical mandates. Now, it may sound harsh, but, but, you know, we need to watch for false teaching. You know, maybe you've been in church for so long that you're kind of, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over that kind of church service. I've heard it all before. And so I'd much rather go to a service where, you know, somebody goes up there and maybe they don't even open the Bible. Maybe it's just, you know, uh, just some good practical help and, and, and some Christian living. Well, the, the, the problem is, as, as, as we go more to uh, man-centered ideas, uh, we, we may find ourselves falling into some false teaching. That's why we want to we wanna cling to the Scriptures. Colossians 2.8.9 says, See to it that no one takes you captive, that no one takes you mentally captive, like entrapped, like, like, like you've been caught or imprisoned. How? Through through hollow or deceptive philosophy. There's a lot of bad philosophy that's out there in the world, a lot of it. And unfortunately, much of that has found its way into the church. This has always been the case from the, from the beginning of, of you know, the Old Testament to the New Testament. There's always been false prophets. There's always been uh, false gods. There's always been, you know, the, the idea of confusion within the church. So the, the whole New Testament is almost entirely based on small churches that have questions or struggles with false teaching. Well, we're, we're supposed to see to it that, that nobody takes, takes us cap. Nobody captures us with this deceptive philosophy or that we depend on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. 1 Corinthians 18, 20 through 23 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The Bible, the scriptures, it, it's powerful. It has a power for salvation. Uh, Romans 1, 16 says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolishness the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Now, Jews demand signs and Greeks looked for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Christ crucified. See, just just think about the Pharisees for a second. The Pharisees, the religious men of of Jesus' time, the the holders of the scriptures, the the men who are supposed to be the spiritual force. 
they held to so many traditions that Jesus actually had to come along and in Matthew 23 finally say, Woe to you! Woe! You, you, you've, you've gotten carried away with this stuff. Now, let me, be, let, let, me, let me be clear here. I'm not trying to attack them. They were well-intentioned. They, they were well-intentioned. Yes, they may have been hypocrites, and God called them on that. Jesus called them to, 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 to that hypocrisy. But they set out for doing what was right before God. It all started out very good until their legalism went very, very bad. First Corinthians 2 talks about um, the idea that, you know, we, we, we have to be careful about not coming with eloquence or, or human wisdom, but to just proclaim the testimony of God. It's the most difficult thing that, that I do from the pulpit as a pastor is ultimately what I'm trying to do is give 100% of God's word and 0% of mine. Why would you want to come listen to me when, when you can listen to God from God's word? Now, the, the part that I need to do is to then to exposit the scriptures, to, to explain them, to examine them, to, to make something that's difficult simple, maybe to illustrate that in a way that you can understand it a little bit better, but not to change it, not to corrupt it, not to turn it into something that, that God never intended. At, at Rainer Christian Schools, we're constantly in search for that common biblical ground. We, we serve over 500 students who, who attend over 100 churches with many different theological views. I mean, just think of things like spiritual gifts or church leaderships or, or the end times. And so we, we try to focus on basic fundamentals of Christian doctrine and, and stay clear of, of getting too deep into the opinion side of traditions. Not to be critical, but, but many of our students have, have been raised in, in the church and, and they've heard or watched a lot of cartoons, a lot of Bible cartoons. You know, things like, like VeggieTales. And, and again, I'm not attacking VeggieTales, but, you know, they're trying to be funny and, and cute and innovative. And um, they do a lot of uh, amazing things that bring to light some things. Oh, you know, I didn't think about that. Or, or maybe they're able to connect with children in a way that, that's different. But just imagine if your theology is based on VeggieTales. Well, it kind of is when you're a kid. And so you, you grow up watching these cartoons and, and, and maybe you've, you've been a, a little bit misguided or, or clouded by the real biblical account. One of the dangerous parts of these cartoons, or really even any movie, you think of the, the movie The Bible, you know, something like that, is it's very difficult to portray the, the scene without making somebody like David the hero. David is not the hero in David and Goliath. It's God. God's the hero, and David himself says it. David himself proclaims that it's, it's by God's might that he's going to strike down the Philistine. Who are you to speak against God, right? But, but when you put that in a, in a movie, it's really hard not to come away with idolizing David. Well, there's an element of danger to that. One of the, the areas we tend to miss the, the boat on is, is hell and consequences. 
you know, hey, hey, I, I, I get it. We're, we're not going to like go fire and brimstone on third graders, but, but sin demands consequences and payment. Unrepentant sin, rebellion against God, spiritual adultery will lead to eternal destruction. And so we, we need to address that. Well, when, by what age? Exactly how do you do that? At the end of the day, we, we, we need to yield, yield our concepts and ideas and tradition before God's word. We need to, to repent when, when we hold to wrong beliefs. Don't, don't let your pride get in the way. You, you thought of that and it was wrong. Just change. Things that hinder our, our, our walk with God. And, and the problem with you know, radical traditionalism is that it's the ugly branch then of, of, of legalism or, or, or just your, your family or your national pride. The, the well-intentioned Pharisees added 613 laws to the Bible. These were regulations that produced a heartless, cold, arrogant religion that has held a harsh, unforgiving, judgmental view of the Old Testament to this day. Accountability to God is, is replaced by accountability to men. And it produced a judgmental and false standard of righteousness. Remember, not all traditions are bad. Uh, they were designed to respect God, maintain holy living, and create separation from worldliness. So that's good. So before you cling too hard to your traditions or throw all your traditions out, think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.